This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. Welcome. Episode eight. I know. Snuck in there again. That's the second one I've introduced. How did I do that time? Well, I I think you did quite well. I think you you. were quite good. Yeah, not bad. (laughs) So welcome to episode eight, which is all about communication and then a whole load of other stuff. It is exactly. So we talked about the different marriage ingredients during marriage week and we haven't talked about um, communication and there's one more intimacy there is we're scared of talking about intimacy you're scared i'm not scared (laughs) bring it on bring it on i don't mind (laughs) okay yeah no we saved the best till last so skip this one and uh listen to the next one it's amazing on intimacy (laughs) oh dear very funny but yes so today um we've got a few little bits and pieces we're going to talk about because obviously we have our new feature now which is what's in the news what's in the news still haven't made a jingle for that at some point i'll make a jingle i know but the other thing as well is i can't believe how quickly this has come round. like here we are Recording the next one. And in fact, we do aim to try and do it sort of after a week after the last one, just in terms of, you know, balancing all the business of life. And here we are. It's Friday evening, actually. So it's Friday. It's going out on Monday. And uh, yeah, so it's but it's great anyway to be back here. And Nick, what have you been up to? What? Tell it. Tell me. I know, obviously, but, you know, that's that's what we do, isn't it? What have I been up to? Uh, parents' evening. I'll answer for you. You had a parents' evening. Yeah, had a parents' evening. That was good. That bit. So that sounds odd because obviously, if it's our children, it'd be my parents' evening as well. Yes, that's right. In my teacher hat, we've had a. Actually, it wasn't a parents' evening. I was. I was lying to you. But I obviously. Well, I wasn't lying. I just didn't communicate very oh, well. They didn't um, communicate well. That's that's <laughs> know, ironic, it seems fitting isn't it? For today, like yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was an evening with parents in that I went to. But when you say parents' evening, you imagine like let's talk about how kids are doing at school. But it was um, me and the other deputy in the head talking talking with a group of 20 parents about how life is and what they think and what the All school's right, like. I think I've heard enough now. Let's move every, on, every, we? every six weeks we get them in. Well, you asked. <laughs> well, so there no, we go. I, I, I so thought... I've done that and had some fun. Got, <laughs> got Will to mow the lawn. That's quite good. That's a big step, isn't it, when your yes. son starts mowing your lawn for you. Fantastic. Yes. He did do it for money because he's saving up for yeah, a phone. I, I know, but, but nevertheless, it's, it's, it's very good. That's good. What have you been um, up to? So, um, well, I've had my book club that I go to mm. periodically. Hey, we went gin tasting. We did, but I think we mentioned that last time. Really? Yeah. Have we done another episode since then? Oh, no. We talked about going, didn't we? Yes, we did we've been gin tasting. It's yes. just like we described, and then we drank gin at the end, and it was good fun. Yes, it was. It was really good fun, actually, wasn't it? It, it was, was really excellent. Nice. Recommend that was, it. That was when it was still summer, you know, before the summer ended. <laughs> Indeed. That <laughs> really confused people that aren't actually this week not knowing that it's just been raining no, a lot. No, it has been raining a lot this last it week. It is still the summer, anyway, it's official. That's feeling so very British that we've talked about the weather and that's my fault because I introduced it. But um, anyway, yes, my book club though, I was talking about my book club and then you, you jumped onto something else. Go on. So we've just read a book by Adam Kay called This Is Going To Hurt, Secret Diaries of a Junior Doctor. It's very funny, but it's also very poignant as well. So a good book to read. And we're going to actually see him at the theatre performing. He's, you know, comedian. Performing his book. Performing his book. I don't know what that means really. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, obviously you'll hear about that at some point or other. Um, so yeah, I've been catching up with some friends after the sort of business of Marriage Week. It's been a huge sort of oh, come down yeah, when Marriage has. Week's finished, isn't it? Because um, it was such a, such a, such a busy time. And it's been just nice to catch up with some people 
school and doing bits and pieces. Yeah. Our daughter's been doing exams, um, predictor exams. As yeah, year 12 to, exams, stuff like that. So it's all been full on. And anyway, Will's been spending a lot of time playing Fortnite, which is great. He's so committed. <laughs> so he's doing he's really, really well. He's utterly committed to that. Yeah, he? I mean, 18 months of solid work. He's yeah. really, you know, he's yeah. really come on. We're really proud of that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It really is. But uh, anyway, I don't feel like we've got much more to say about what we've been no, doing. No, let's it move on. It doesn't have been any particular highlights. Let's it move. It is communication after let's all. Move. From one means of communication to another, let's talk about emails. Indeed. In fact, we have had we have had a question. So, shall I tell you what the question was? Was this the one we mentioned last this time? This is we, the one we, we mentioned before. people. And, and um, do you know what? I, I meant to have it up ready and I don't have it up. Outrageous. Let well, me just, if you're really slick, no one will go, know. Here we go. Here we go. So, it, this is the question. I'm not sure if it lines up with your topics, but friends whose marriages have sadly broken up have often said things like, Oops, we sorry. got married too young. I wondered what your thoughts are on that, if that's true. Is it equally possible to get married too old? I've never heard that said before, but why not? Good question. It is a very good question, and I think we should answer it in two ways. Oh, Firstly, on. tell people the truth. No, Because <laughs> um, I think... And I know we say this a lot, but there's the statistical analysis on marriage and when you get married, stuff like that. And there's the danger that people think, oh, that'll be me then because I'm in that category. Yes, yes. And that is something. And I will probably say this quite a lot, actually. It's always important to understand stats are generalisations. And they are there to kind of inform society and, and get you thinking. They're not a life prediction or a life sentence depending mm. on what, what so the obviously the reason is. we've said that is because the simple answer is yes statistically age makes a difference if you get married in your teens it's far less likely to be successful than if you're in 20s which is less than your 30s which is less than your 40s so the general picture is people that get married older break up less frequently but but that said um we know that we know lots of people that um who've got married young in fact my parents got married really young and I know sometimes people say well they did that then they got married in the 70s and actually it wasn't that common and they're the only ones amongst their friends to get married really young but we've got some other friends as well and they well she was really young um, he wasn't so young <laughs> but uh, she was young um, and again there's been this sort of commitment to that and I think it's about your mindset and your understanding of what you're going into um, and thinking it through and understanding what commitment to one another means and actually if you have those those sorts of um, thoughts around long-term relationships and marriages, then then actually you've got the beginnings of something that can really last and work. Because another uh, way of looking at it is to say, we know without question that the things that make marriages work are those kind of things you're listing there. Things yeah. like commitment, determination, it's a mindset, all those sorts of things. So you could say that one way of looking at this stats is that fewer people in their 20s go into marriage with that mindset than those yeah. in their 40s. Yeah. So actually, if you group together the people that have that mindset, the marriages are very successful. Yeah. So it's about, it's not a, a probability. It's not a prediction no. at no. all. It's simply saying that if you get married young, having the right mindset is key to that marriage being successful. Absolutely. And, and so, I mean... Again, just encourage you just to kind of think about that, but not mm. to feel, you know, if you're young and you say you got married young. Well, certainly if you got married young and you're listening to this and you've been married for how many years, you know that it's working and lasting because it's about that mindset. And what's interesting is 
you know, obviously there are lots of different reasons why relationships may or may not work. And um, there's a particular blog that I look at from time to time and it's called Sliding Versus Deciding. And it's talking about how um, sometimes with couples that cohabit, they might just slide into the relationship. Let's just see how it goes mm. without actually making a particular decision. But he wrote a blog. Um, it was back in 2015. This is Scott Stanley. Yes, it, it is indeed. Professor Scott Stanley. And he... Yeah, not at, any old Scott Stanley. No, 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 Professor no. Professor no. Scott Stanley. He looked at some individual characteristics linked with um, higher rates of divorce and marrying at a young age. He and his poor, e.g., marrying younger than twenty-two, um, being a contributing factor. Um, and there's other things like your education, having less education, um, having parents who divorced um, or who never married. So some of these things probably won't surprise you that they are factors. But again, it doesn't mean that's the mm. outcome and I think almost when I hear things like this um, in fact, I've got this kind of determination about me when I hear something's one way I think well I'm going to do it another way and I think when you're in a in a relationship that you really care about then you can just in one respect ignore that as long as you're focusing on looking after your relationship but in the same way that we would I mean we were married I was 26 and you were um, 28 when we got married yep. did you remember that of course. Um, and so I think it, for us, it has always been about a mindset. And we weren't really young, but I guess by today's standards, being married nearly 20 years, but people today yeah, don't younger get married than in their 20s anymore. There's been a real shift in that. So it's Yeah, kind of so I'd say if that kind of stuff interests you, or you're thinking about um, getting married or you are married young, um, have a look at the blog. Because what you want to do is, is not think, oh, doom and gloom, but think, right, this helps you know the keys to making marriage successful. Turn it all on its head. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's Professor Scott Stanley's blog, um, Sliding Versus Deciding. Um, but, yeah, so that was all quite serious, wasn't it? It is quite serious. Quite serious. Tell, us, tell us a joke. <laughs> I don't have any jokes, actually. Oh, I don't have we any better jokes stay today. in this serious mode. Then. I, yeah. So, Let, um, come on, let's move so on to what's in the news. Before we do, though, before we do, obviously, if, if you want to email us, what's the email address, Nick? Well, it's vmwordpodcast at gmail.com Absolutely, so please send in your questions because we would love to answer them and reflect on them and think about them and be challenged by them as well, so that would be great. Um, so yes Do jingle, that. Jingle for what's in the news Yeah, still don't have one. No. What's in, in the, the news, news will soon be replaced with a jingle. So... Well, we had to come back to the Paul Dolan story because I know a couple of people that listened to the podcast had said that I, I ranted on a bit about it. Do you want to just remind people what the Paul Dolan story is? You've just launched into it people yeah, might okay. not know they might have forgotten him. yeah that's true so the Paul Dolan story was basically about an article that was published in the in the Guardian and was it Observer as well it's in the Observer, Observer. yeah, yeah. Um, which was basically this sort of headline saying that uh, women are more happy if they're not married yeah, and, and so women who are married with children are far more sort of unhappy. And it was something he talked about at the Hay Festival. He made all these claims and he was quite rude with what he said about it as well. He said some um, naughty words, which we will not repeat. Don't worry if there are children in the room, that's fine. We will not repeat We're not going to repeat those words. Yeah, um, uh, so it was this sort of message. And really, when, when we'd looked at it and the people we chatted to and stuff, with, we were picking up the fact that the stats it was based on were just, it was, well... 
there was not a significant difference in the stats and it seemed to be totally irrelevant to what was said. So I ranted a bit about it. But following our podcast, the BBC followed up with an interview. Yes, they heard it here first. Uh, well, no, well, no, I mean, don't it, about that. It may just be that they also looked at the article. So anyway, there was um, they interviewed him. They interviewed Paul Dolan. No, no, they didn't do a big long interview with him. They did an interview with a guy called Gray Kimbra who exposed the story because he found out that this particular um, piece of um, research that he'd been using, this data he'd been using, had actually been thoroughly misinterpreted. So they did do an interview with him at, towards the end. So on, on the BBC, when you, if you listen to this on the BBC, we'll put a link, we'll on, the link on, our on our Facebook, Facebook page. page. Um, he, um, he is interviewed at the end and he completely skirts around it. And he did say something about, oh, the data's not that reliable anyway for this kind of stuff. But the key thing is, his message was, people were saying they were more happy when their partner wasn't in the room. And actually, it turns out that what people were referring to was the fact that these women, their husbands were sort of maybe on deployment with the military or they worked away. So out of the room meant that they were probably, you know, more likely to be unhappy because their husbands are never around. Yeah, it wasn't next door. So it was a complete and utter, you know, well, So anywho, have a look. We'll we'll put a link to the BBC um, interview programme that talked about that. Yes. You can have a look if you're interested in that. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I came across as well, because, you know, when you start searching online and looking for stuff that's happening about marriage and relationships, of course, the big story at the moment, which isn't in our notes, Nick, but I'm going to throw it in there. You know, I'm going to say, don't you? No. It's Love Island, isn't oh. it? And that deserves some attention oh, on another podcast. Does it? But Love Island, it's just, you know... It's just, as before, takes the country by storm and everyone is utterly obsessed. And if I go onto Twitter, whatever I'm looking at, they'll always have something about, you know, the whole kind of business with uh, um, with Love Island and what's going on and who's doing whatever. You've been and very patient and watched quite a bit of it. I watched some of it because I thought, because um, our daughter watches it and I've never wanted to watch it before, to be honest. But I thought, I kind of feel like I need to know what this is about because I do a lot of stuff to do with relationships. And it, it is just... Just the whole time they all talk about who fancies who and who fancies the other. So we're going to have a special on Love Island. Um, I don't know about that. We'll see. I'm not going to commit to that right now. We could put it in the title so that people can skip that one. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, apart from Love Island, there are other things that are in the news. And one thing that kind of struck me, um, because I thought... Nick, you would like the sound of this because it's there's a new book out um, by a lady called Belinda um, Luscombe, I think is how you pronounce her name, and she um, she's the editor at large for Time magazine. So it's an American American mm-hmm. author, and she's written a book called Marriageology. And you love a bit of science and things like this, don't you? You love it. Oh, dear. Put ology at the end of a word and it becomes science. I'm cynical, but uh, go on. Anyway, she has um, had sort of 10 years of um, experience um, looking at marriages and relationships. Um, she uses, she does use scientific research to kind of contribute to the book, personal anecdotes. Um, she's also um, um, looks at, good health and finances and happiness for marriages. So it, I, it could be an interesting read. We've not read the book, but part of the, there's two things that struck me. One thing, this is I'm just going to quote this directly from, um, from Amazon, and it says here that um, the fault lines that can fracture a marriage are all contained in these six words, familiarity, fighting, family, finances, fooling around and finding help. 
it's time to get to know your F words, is what she's saying. We promised you wouldn't use any rude words I, today. <laughs> and we haven't. We have not used any any uh, rude words at all. Go on. So, so it's, I guess it comes back to this idea of particular ingredients. There are, there's definitely, we, you know, there's a formula for relationships to work. But, of course, each relationship is going to be different and how we interpret those things will be different. But there are particular things that need our attention. So that... That's I think it was quite interesting, but the thing that particularly got um, got my attention there was an article, and um, so um, if you bear with me, I'm just going to read a question that was put to her um, by this article. It's the fatherly article again. It's an American article, and they ask Belinda, "We're living in a somewhat strange time when it comes to love and romance. So why do you think a book that centres on the more traditional aesthetic of marriage might appeal to modern audiences?" And this is her answer. You're right in the era of the startup, of the pop-up and the flash mob. A relationship that's supposed to last a lifetime can seem like an anomaly. It's too permanent. It doesn't lend itself to disruption. You'd think we'd have discarded it with all the other no longer useful human inventions like the walking plough and the fax machine and waiting a week for the next episode to arrive on TV. <laughs> But as I thought about it, I realised that marriage or some form of long-term committed monogamy is possibly the most radical act many of us will ever commit. It's like micro-socialism. You announce in public, if you're marrying, that anything you have or anything you make will share 100% with this other person and that any issue or problem or burden that strikes them, um, you will bear equally. That's quite a way to live your life. People want to experiment with new methods of forming a family, which are actually old forms, if you think about it, concubines and polygamy. But the data suggests those arrangements offer a different but not smaller set of problems. Marriage is old, but then so are great wines, vintage cards, um, cars and cave paintings, and they're all amazing. Old doesn't mean bad. So I, I thought that was really really quite exciting to see somebody writing that way because the reason mm. why we've got the n-word is because there is this kind of association with marriage sometimes that what it can be and it's old-fashioned it's out of date perhaps that might be your views and absolutely it is a it's a modern thing but it's quite radical and actually people want to be radical people want to put themselves out there and do different things yeah the commitment that you find in marriage is quite a radical thing and i just saw it was just quite refreshing to see somebody speaking so positively about it um and and actually to sort of say do you know what this can still work absolutely it does it's a great way to yeah, live your life yeah. and don't discount the old which is encouraging mm. for anybody old isn't it and it is. <laughs> I, I do wonder whether society will swing at the minute we're in a society so much which is about what can you get for you now and I see little traces of that swinging back the other way and I wonder over the next 10 to 20 years we will have much much more kind of holistic outward looking I'm just thinking about the, the massive change of the last few years in terms of environmentalism you know, go back even 10 years, people caring about the environment were kind of uh, the slightly freaky sort of, you know, Greenpeace um, going out on a boat in front of an oil tanker, that kind of thing. Yeah. And now they're genuinely people care and don't want single use plastics and all that kind of stuff. I think about how veganism has massively increased. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are going into veganism because they're thinking they're thinking planet. You know, they're thinking outside what helps. out, And I I wonder whether this sense of, look, a marriage is creating a family unit. It's not about what can I get out of it, but it's about I want to invest in someone else in a relationship with someone, you know, and, and have a family and, and just so I, I do think 
maybe we're at one end of a pendulum swing and it's a healthy swing the other way that's to come. Yeah. I you heard it first fear. <laughs> first fear? <laughs> oh dear. First fear. You heard yeah, it. We haven't yeah, had any wine yet, have we? Not no, yet. not yet. Cup Just tea, tea only. at the minute. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing as well that I'll always come back to when we're talking about all of these and relationships and saying, well, things have changed, people have moved on and we're not discarding something that's an old-fashioned thing. But fundamentally, people still want the same thing. And Harry Benson, who I work with... What is it they want? He talks about reliable love. We all want reliable love and that has never changed and mm. that's why I often think if you describe if you're somebody who thinks oh marriage isn't such a great idea for whatever reason maybe it's experienced maybe your parents divorced or whatever else it might be but when you describe the characteristics of marriage without using that word people think that sounds like a good thing because the kind of values that make it work yeah. and last yeah. are appealing people want that reliable love so mm. in some ways I think it doesn't come as a surprise it's, it's actually us beginning to adjust to the fact that that marriage is a good thing and it's worth worth pursuing and looking after. That's why we're doing a podcast called The M Word. It is indeed. God, it, it all comes indeed. together, doesn't it? Yes. So, all right, we're 20 minutes in. Should we actually talk about the theme for <laughs> this well, episode? That, well, actually, it was partly to respond to um, the question, wasn't it? About it was age indeed. Of marriage. What a so, cynic. But, yes, communication is today's particular theme. And uh, just as a reminder, the reason communication is today's theme is because National Marriage Week 2019, which was in May. It was a month ago. It, it this was a time, month yeah. ago. It was wow. the 13th. So there were six May. six ingredients for a healthy relationship. Yep. Marriage. Yes. Marriage week, that's it. Uh, let's see if I can remember them, shall we? Go on. Um, intimacy, friendship, forgiveness, communication, kindness, and... Commitment. Friendship. I've done that. Commitment. Yeah, commitment. Oh, it's going so yeah, well. Five well out done. of six, though, still. Very 80%. good. Very good. So, so communication was one of the themes for Marriage Week. It was. And we're, we're kind of running through them. So communication. Well, I think communication is one that if you ask somebody, okay, what, you know, what would be one of the top kind of ingredients, the most important thing in a relationship, I think lots of people would say communication. Yeah. I don't know whether everybody would say that they know how to communicate well or they would probably be able to tell you stories of where they've messed up or where it's gone wrong or where it's perhaps worked spectacularly well. I don't, you know. But I think as well, everyone, everyone knows examples where tension, difficulty, challenge in any relationship has come about through miscommunication. Yeah. So often it's misunderstanding, not seeing things from other people's point of views. Whenever you, you talk to a couple or any two people that are in argument about anything, when you get each of them to describe what's happened, you see a very, very different angle on the situation. Yeah. And sometimes as an outsider, you think... If only I could somehow get them both to see where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, how yeah. so communication is fundamental to any relationship working. Hence it's right up there. It is. So then the next question is, well, how do we how do we do that? How do we get good at that? Um, and I, I thought actually it'd be quite good just to talk about some of the kind of common things that I think that come up. Um, and then we, we should talk about whether we think we've how well we're doing with it, shouldn't we? Yeah, true. Because, you know, that'd be interesting to explore maybe. Um, and also there are those, I know they're stereotypical. That's but, what I was about to say. But yeah, those stereotypical <laughs> sort of female and male responses to communication issues and challenges. Do you want to say that now? Well, you know, I mean, I was speaking, you know, <laughs> we're really demonstrating how well we can communicate here. So um, one of the things I thought was a really, like, obvious one, I suppose, um, is the fact that um, that classic women wanting to talk about problems and concerns and worries and sometimes you just want a listening ear and then your husband tries to fix it 
Yep. And you don't always want it to be fixed in that moment. You just want someone to listen and understand. And I think that's one of the big kind of things that communication is about listening and and reading the other person and knowing what emotional help and support they might need. Mm. And rather than just thinking, oh, well, we can sort that out by doing this. And, you know, sometimes if someone's upset, etc. So that's that's one of the classic things. What's the classic female thing, do you think, that women tend to do? This is very stereotypical, I know, but it, I think it's probably fair to say. I don't know. Good. That is good. I'm obviously not stereotypical female. Very good. Excellent. Now, the other thing I think is sometimes when um, when women want to ask their husbands to do something, okay? Yeah. And you're looking really worried. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> and they want them to do something. And they, they think they've been really obvious in asking for them to do something. I don't know. what well, it might Still be don't job. know what, what okay. point you're making here. And you're hilarious. Is this you? Is this you having a joke now? Yeah. Oh, oh, so annoying, isn't he? Anyway. Thank you. Anyway, so the I've lost my train of thought now. Excellent work. See, that's that's what you don't so do. So th- the the stereotypical thing is where women will leave subtle hints because they want their husband to notice as part of being cared, and the bloke just has no idea. He's hopeless. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And you've done that definitely, I think, in the past. Many times. What left subtle hints hoping you'll notice (laughs) or not notice your subtle hints? Not notice my subtle hints. Indeed. I think earlier part of our marriage, I think we we have got better. And I think that's partly because Because I've learned to try and read between the lines and you've learned to spell it out really clearly when something needs to be done. You you saying to me before, um, just tell me, just be really, just tell me how it is. And so I've I've talked to friends before and they've said, you know, I, I just want them to think, I don't know, to put the washing on or something and they don't think about it and again that sounds a bit kind of cheesy but in our relationship because I've I work from home um, when it comes to um, kind of doing something like that it tends to be me but during the school holidays when Nick's got loads of time off and I think well you know he doesn't he doesn't think to put the washing on if it needs doing or something yeah and so I now Fair just cop. think Sometimes you'll say it now because you have got better because you think, oh, it would be nice for me to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I it's def- taken me nearly 20 years, I, but I, I think I'm nearly there. I've definitely said to you, can you please put the washing on? Because then I think, great, I've asked them to do it. And it's not doing me a favour. It's mm. because it's our family washing, but it's just that it might not occur to him. That's and true. I think, don't worry about whether it seems, you know, stereotypical or whether it seems a bit sexist or you think they should think about it or what they should or shouldn't do. If it's going to make difference to you if they do it or they don't do it just put it straight out there and say please do it yep i i heard recently that the um one of the biggest gifts or the best gifts you can give to someone is your attention um and i think often with communication with always focusing on right how Sorry, i just got a call to take hang on one second <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's rubbish no. i was trying to get you back from your earlier thing that you did that was Poor. not good. Tumbleweed. Yeah. Tumbleweed. Oh, well, what were you saying anyway? I was going to say the greatest gift you can give someone is your attention. <sighs> because, <laughs> still not funny. It gets funnier though. No, it Try really it again. Doesn't. No. Oh dear. 26 minutes in. Oh. Um, because often when you think about communication, you think, right, how can I explain this in a way which they will understand? And you each each party spends their time and effort just trying to explain. And you almost end up sometimes in a discussion waiting for the other person to finish so that you can speak again. Yeah. And neither person is actually listening. They're hearing, 
but they're not listening. So I think definitely at times the key with communication is stop talking. Yeah. Listen to the other person, unpick it. And yeah. almost agree with each other when there are challenges and you think, oh, this is something we need to talk about. It's actually think, right, let's talk about this one at a time and see where we're coming from. And sort of agree a common goal. Look, look our goal isn't to prove ourselves right. It's to, uh, it's to resolve the tension which mm. is underneath the, uh, the discussion. Now, that's the one wise thing I think I can that's say today. very so. good. It's very wise. That's it. It's very all good. Got. I think the only other things that I would like to add, I think definitely you've kind of alluded to it, but being vulnerable. And I think women are quite good at doing that. You know, they're more like to share their hearts. Typically. But, yeah. Um, but sometimes guys are not so good at that. You're quite good at that, actually. I think. I'm not bad. I you cry are, quite you, a lot. You, you open up, yeah. He cries at DIY SOS, that kind of thing. So, you know. Who doesn't? Who, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I know. It's that true. poor child. <laughs> made a, a <laughs> wet room. I can't believe it. I'm welling up now. Shish. Anyway, um, yes. So I think that um, being vulnerable, being open, being yep. um, just being honest about how you're feeling about things is really important. Um, and I think as well, communication is also. So understanding about how your partner receives love. We talked about this with kindness on mm. our session on kindness, but the whole love languages, that's also an important part of communication, I, I think, as well. Understanding how you can connect with your partner and that will help your relationship grow. It's not just about understanding, but just growing the love between you is about understanding one another's needs. It's good. I think that will do for now, do you? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I know I said it before, but have a look at the Marriage Week website. There's all sorts of other stuff. There's a great little uh, one-minute video on communication that was used during the week itself as well. So yep. it'll be all in the 2019 resources. It will be, yes. Looking forward to 2020 now. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got obviously loads of plans. Not yet. Um, but the um, obviously the M-Word podcast um, Facebook page, do go on and like it and share it with your friends. Yeah, we'll stick that BBC uh, interview on. Yep. That's good. And um, and that's it, I think. Oh, email us. Please email us. Yes, email at us at the M-Word podcast. At gmail.com. Very good. We would love to hear from you. Yep. Okay. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.